0: That's ljsinnercircle.com, or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Enjoy listening to the LJS Podcast? Don't keep it to yourself. Leave a review on iTunes and share your favorite episode with a friend. All right, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. My name is Brent, and you're listening to the LJS Podcast podcast. This is the podcast where you get your weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And I want to thank you, as always, if you are a regular listener, thanks for listening back. And if you're a brand new listener, especially want to welcome you today, whether you're listening from our home base on LearnJazzStandards.com or you're listening on iTunes or any other podcast listening service, super appreciate having you today And on today's episode 54 of Our topic today is how to organize balanced jazz practice sessions. And we're gonna be answering the question of how to organize these balanced practice sessions. And also, it's going to be answering the question of what should jazz musicians Be spending time in the practice room working on in general. Uh, And what do I mean by balanced practice sessions? Now, have you ever worked out, gone to the gym, done any bodybuilding or muscle lifting? I'm personally a runner myself, uh, but what they don't do is they don't go to the gym and only do upper body exercises or only do lower body exercises. If they did that, they would be disproportionate, right? Their bodies would look strange and funny and misshaped and they they spread out their workouts they do you know upper body workouts one day they do lower body workouts the next day and as musicians as jazz musicians it's kind of the same thing we want to be getting balanced practice session so that's what this episode's all about today I'm gonna talk to you a lot more about that now just really quickly if you've been listening to this show for a while and you get value out of this show one great way that you can give back to us is really simple takes about a minute of your time is go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review it just helps other people discover this podcast. Now, I told you a little bit about this last week, but uh, super excited because we've been working so hard here at Learn Jazz Standards on our new ebook, Zero to Improv, which we're going to be launching in April of 2017. If you're listening in the future, it may be out already, uh, so look for that. And this book is all about uh, teaching you how to improvise, to be a jazz improviser from the ground up. We try to leave no stone unturned and and really walk you through all the necessary steps and just build upon each lesson. So super excited about that. Uh, we just sent everything off to our designer and she's putting it together. It's so awesome. We're so excited. So stay tuned and, and I'll keep telling you about that. And if you really want to be up to date on everything, sign up for our newsletter. That's everybody who's on their newsletter list, who is a subscriber, uh, gets all of this information before anybody else. That's learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. Stay in the loop with us. All right. That means it's time for our segment of Ask LGS. Now, if you haven't been listening to the show before, what Ask LGS is, is listeners like you can call into our podcast questions hotline, leave a voicemail with a jazz question that you have, and it could be answered on a future LGS podcast episode. It can be any question. No question is a bad question. If I don't know the answer, I will find someone who does know. And You can call that question podcast questions hotline. The number is... Is 910 is 910-LGS-CAST or 910-557-2278. Let's take this week's caller. Hi, LGS. Uh, My name's Arthur. I'm in Munich, Germany. Uh, uh, My question is, uh, if someone would like to start playing jazz, uh, the person is uh, about mid-20s, has a little bit of education, a little bit of musical education, I mean, and they're just looking to get into jazz and... uh, Yeah, try and find out how that works because they like to listen to it. Okay, thanks. Hey, Arthur from Munich. Thanks so much for calling the podcast hotline. Really appreciate it. And thanks also for being the very first European caller to call the hotline and leave a question. Really appreciate it. Keep the questions coming, guys. Now, that's a great question, Arthur. I'm not sure if you're um, asking for someone else, which it kind of sounds like you are if you're indeed asking for yourself. But the question uh, that I think I got out of that was... How do I start playing jazz? Now that is a big. Big question. Uh, we could almost dedicate an entire podcast episode to that, but this actually ties in really well to today's main topic. So uh, I think that your entire question will be answered in this entire podcast. But for starters, uh, let me just say, it sounds like this person is already listening to jazz, which is a great thing because if you're not listening to jazz, if you're not really studying it by just orally listening to it, that's a big problem. That's the number one first place you should be going to for trying to understand this music and starting your jazz education. Now, you also mentioned that this person does have some uh, basic musical education, and that's also very pivotal because jazz tends to be a bit of a heady music, meaning that there is some music theory involved. So I would suggest that everyone who's trying to really get started into jazz has a few things under their belt first, and I'll, I'll I'll list three of them. Know your basic scales, okay? This is just some basic technical stuff. Know how to construct seventh chords because in jazz harmony, there's a ton of seventh chords. So, in other words, if you if you haven't really uh, delved into the idea of what triads are and uh, understanding how to construct those things... Make sure you're able to do that first and then understand the basics about seventh chord construction as well. And the third and last thing is just know the basics of your instrument. I would not suggest for someone who's trying to learn a new instrument to start out on jazz just because there's a lot involved in it. There's kind of this virtuosic aspect that is... um, impressed upon you. And there's a lot of practicing involved in it. That's why a lot of people like jazz. There's so much challenge in it. There's so much you can be working on for the rest of your life. It's kind of one of the joys of the music. So know your basic scales, uh, understand how to construct seventh chords, and know the basics of your instrument. That's really important to get you on the right foot. Now, the other thing that I would suggest to anyone who's trying to start out on jazz is to find a mentor or a teacher to study with you know because this is so important especially at the early stages just to have a teacher uh, that that is of your instrument preferably to uh, help you and guide you down a path to uh, kind of know and understand where your playing is at and analyze it and know what things you need to actually work on. You know, to know your skill level, should he be learning or, or she be learning this song, this solo, uh, you know, to kind of guide you and also help you through just some of the technical aspects of your your instrument um, that it could be really important. So I would definitely suggest having a mentor or teacher. Now also, as far as what you should be working on, that's actually what we're going to be going uh into in today's podcast episode so i'm not going to go any further i would just say keep listening to this episode don't go away don't go anywhere arthur uh there's a lot of valuable information ahead so stay tuned now if you want to call in like arthur did to the podcast questions hotline and ask a question call 910 lgs cast or 910-557-2278 and now on to today's topic right, the first place I want to start uh, when thinking about how to create really great, balanced, organized jazz practice sessions is to think in a broad sense about what you should be practicing. And and what I mean by broad, you'll you'll know what I mean in a second. And that is you should be spending time reviewing stuff. That's stuff that you've already worked on before. Uh, You're somewhat familiar with it. And you should also be spending time working on things that you suck at, (laughs) right? Things that you're not good at. You've probably heard before the... Uh, little saying of, you know, if you're sounding good in the practice room, that means you're probably not practicing. It means you're just playing or noodling around. And I I would actually say to a degree, there is some truth in that. The practice room is really a place for you to focus on your weaknesses more than anything else. But I do think that it's important to spend a little bit of time with review, something you've done before, because by no means could you have mastered that. You know, there's always something more to learn uh, of of something you've done. Or if you're building off of Something from the practice session before, it's important to review to keep that fresh on the top of the mind. And then you want to be spending lots of time working on those things that you just stumble at, that you're not good at, and you won't necessarily be sounding good in your practice room. Now, I talk a lot about this uh, in episode 44 of this podcast. Um, which is called how to two times the results of your jazz practice sessions. Um, so I'm not going to spend a lot more time talking about this. Uh, but the other thing I want to say is it's perfectly acceptable to spend a part of your practice time working on things that is just fun and easy for you. I really think that's that does create a balanced practice session is just to spend a little bit of time enjoying yourself playing. You know, I'm I'm good at doing this. And this is also, you know, a great starter for your practice session sometimes. Just to start by you know, playing a song that you're good at, uh, something like that to kind of just boost uh, the practice session, get you warmed up and ready to go. And then you can go ahead and start kind of working on review and and things that you're not good at. Now, I would always say spend more time learning new material or things that you're not good at rather than review. Uh, in general, I would say you could apply a 50-50 rule to that, but I would say, no more than 50% on the review. You want to be doing a lot more working on the things that you're not really good at or new material. Now, let's move on and get a little bit more specific. For me, uh, a balanced jazz practice session kind of goes into three categories. And and this is the things that I think all jazz musicians should be working on in their practice room and, and getting better at. Okay. And here's the three categories. I'm gonna start with number one. Number one is technique. All right, technique, that is stuff where you are uh, getting glitches of your instrument put together. You're able to navigate your instrument better. That's working on that side of thing. And I really do believe, I am a strong believer in working on technique, working on fundamentals, because if you can't get those things together, jazz is going to beat you up over and over and over again. Uh, It's just such a demanding music. So you want to be able to navigate your instrument flawlessly. and, And that's working on things that are going to stop you from navigating your instrument perfectly well. Now, let me name some of those things that I think are good technique builders. We got scales. I already mentioned that in Arthur's question. Patterns, those could be scale-based patterns, things that are going to uh, work on your flexibility as inter- instrumentalist. Arpeggios, that's being able to spell out chords, seventh chords, and other kinds of chords, uh, chords and different chord progressions as well. I would call that technique. And then there's instrument-specific stuff. Now, uh, if you're Uh, a pianist, that's fingerings. If you're a guitar player, that's different positions on the neck. Now, if you are a trumpet player, that's working on long tones, things like that of your instrument. And you know what they are, especially if you're working with a private instructor, things that are limitations on your instrument that you need to get better at. Okay. So instrument specific stuff for your technique. Um, This again, another one that could be in that, uh, this kind of general topic here is Range pushing exercises, you know, things that, uh, you know, if you're a trumpet player again, for example, and you're not really able to hit that uh, high C, you know, working on things that can get you up to there and and even further beyond that. So, working on range pushing exercises. These are the things that you want to work on. Uh, They're really important to jazz improvisation and understanding jazz because if you can't get your technique together, it's hard to do everything that jazz music requires. Okay, so number one technique. that's the first category I organize my practice sessions into. Okay, now the second category is repertoire. Now, over and over again on this podcast, on this in the blog on learnjazzstandards.com, we talk about learning jazz standards because jazz standards are the vehicles in which jazz musicians use to improvise. You have to know them. Uh, they're the the music that that kind of ties everything together for everybody. It's the traditional um, learning language. So you need to be learning jazz standards. Um, Now, repertoire could also be Original music for your gigs, you know, whether it's somebody else's original music or your original music. But you want to be spending time in your practice sessions working on repertoire. Uh, So you want to break that up into learning pieces of jazz standards in in in, in a practice session. I'll talk a little bit about how you can break things apart after I'm done with these categories. Okay, now the third category, the third and last category is jazz language. Now this is all about... Learning how to speak the language, jazz as a language, music is a language. It's not like a language, it is a language, okay? This is not a metaphor, this is not an analogy here. Jazz is a language. So this could kind of be uh, some of the things that could go into learning jazz language is, of course, listening, um, but that, that you want to be doing that outside your actual practice sessions So learning jazz solos is a great way to learn language. Uh, learning licks, small phrases, um, from recordings of musicians you admire is also learning jazz language. Whether if you're a piano player, you're learning different voicings. If you're a horn player, a guitar player, um, bass player, drummer, and you're learning different licks, phrases, ideas from musicians uh, and trying to get that put together. Now, etudes, uh, written etudes, is also a great thing. It's not so much the listening side. It's kind of the reading side of it, but can help you analyze jazz language. And I would also say you could apply some, you know, learning music theory Uh, maybe chord scale theory stuff into learning jazz language as well. So you want to spend time during your practice sessions working on those three things. Let me repeat them. Number one is technique, getting your instrument together. Number two is repertoire, learning the jazz standards or other music that you need to be working on. And number three is jazz language, learning solos, learning licks, working on etudes, working on music theory. Hey, everybody. Just taking a quick break from today's show to talk to you about our e-course, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. You know, I get emails almost every day from jazz musicians asking the questions, what do I practice and how do I practice? They know where they want to be in their jazz playing. They know how they want to sound. They're just not exactly sure how to get there. And that's why me and the LGS team have created our new e-course, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing is an audio e-course that brings you through 30 days of focused, goal-oriented practicing where you're going to be working on things that will actually improve your jazz playing. This course is designed for all instruments and for all skill levels and is really great for anybody looking to practice with purpose and to make real improvement in their jazz playing. If you want to learn more about this e-course, go to learnjazzstandards.com 30days. That's learnjazzstandards.com slash three zero days. I hope to see you in the course. So at this point, you know that you need to be spending time in your practice sessions, reviewing stuff you already know, working on things you are not good at, your weaknesses. And if you'd like, you could even throw a little bit of uh, dessert in there, working on the things that you are already good at that that will be a little bit of fun for you, uh, minimally on that side of things. And now you also know that really there are three categories you can work from in your practice sessions, and that's technique, repertoire, and jazz language. But you may be now asking the question like, wow, Brent, that's a lot of stuff to work on. I mean, I'm busy. I have a day job. I have kids. I have a family. I don't have time to practice all that stuff, and that makes a lot of sense, okay? Not, not everybody has a lot of practice time. I know for myself, I really have to be careful about what I work on in my practice sessions, but let's go back to when I was talking at the beginning of this podcast episode. I was talking about bodybuilders, and I was talking about how they're not spending uh, all their time working on one thing, and they're uh, neglecting other things. Right? They're trying to balance things out. But I, I mentioned how maybe on one day they're going to be working on their upper body, and the next day they're going to be working on their lower body. And you can do the same thing as a jazz musician. So maybe one day you really need to work on this particular. Uh, tune that is coming up for a gig. uh, So you need to practice that. Uh, But you know, you don't really have enough time uh, to do other things as well. You really need to put all of your focus on that, that piece of music that you're working on. Well, that's okay. So spend that day working on that piece of music. Now, maybe the next time you practice, review that piece of music a little bit and work on some technique, some technique that you can, uh, you know, work on to keep navigating your instrument better. And then the next time, work on a new jazz solo that you're working on and review some of the other stuff. So that's still part of a balanced uh, practice session. You know, you're you're, you're, you're evening things out if you don't have a lot of time. Now, if you do have lots of time to practice, this is great because I'd really encourage you try to fit in all three of these topics. Okay, So, think of yourself as a weightlifter or someone who's working out and, and bodybuilding. You can apply that same concept to your jazz playing, to your practice sessions as well. Now, when you're doing this stuff, any of this stuff from these, free, these three categories, don't do a lot. Now, Less is more. Always less is more. Uh, If you're working on a jazz standard, maybe in your practice session you say, okay, today I'm going to learn the melody to all the things you are, if that's a song you're learning or whatever song it is. I'm going to only learn the melody today. And then I'm working on some jazz language. I'm only going to work on this new lick that I learned from the recording. Okay? You're only going to do that. You're not going to learn more licks. You're not going to take it into a bunch of keys. You might work on one or two keys that you're working on on that lick. Technique. You're gonna be working on one pattern, right? You don't need to be working on more than one pattern, just one pattern. So you're really taking all these concepts and and just finding one little thing that you can work on. Maybe the next time in your practice session for repertoire, you're gonna learn the chord changes that, you know, you're gonna to listen to the recording, try to figure out the chord changes, and check it with some sheet music later. Now you've got the melody and the chord changes that you've learned over two practice sessions. Maybe it's going to take you longer than one practice session to even learn the melody. That's okay. The point is, is you're balancing out your practice session by taking a little bit from each of those three categories and putting them together for a really strong, well-rounded, well-balanced, Practice session. And that's how you do it. You just keep building and building and building until you finish that jazz standard, till you really feel like you worked that pattern to death, till you learned that lick or that jazz solo, and then you work and you move on to the next one and do that process all over again. Now, if you apply these concepts to your practice sessions, I guarantee you're going to really start seeing some results because when you have organization and you have this balance together, you're really able to start improving on all fronts. You're not going to become that body lifter that only has this massive, big barreled body and then the tiny legs (laughs) on the bottom, right? You're going to have this well-rounded structure to your jazz playing. And that's what we want for all of us to work on. So continue working on this stuff, continue in the practice room, write down today, this is your challenge, write down the three things that you're going to work on for every single practice session you can fit in this week from those three categories of technique, repertoire, and jazz language. Make sure you're doing some review and especially a lot of working on your weaknesses. All right. That's all for our show today. Thanks so much for listening. Always appreciate it. And as always, you can go to the show notes at learnjazzstandards.com, podcast in the top menu, find this episode 54 and leave a comment. Let us know what you think about today's episode. If you have anything else to add about this, this is a jazz community. We don't want to just be hearing from me. We want to hear from you. So feel free to go to the show notes and leave some feedback now remember if you want to give back to the show you can go to itunes and leave us a rating and a review that's super helpful and if you want to get notified about our new ebook zero to improv that's coming out in april of 2017 sign up for our newsletter at learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter and you'll be on the inside when that is coming out all right we're going to be coming out with our episode 55 next week and i'm looking forward to seeing you then